This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast on a Northeast snowy Tuesday. It is cheap heat. I'm here forever. 24 seven champion Peter Rosenberg joining me from the physically snowy. Also, I assume Philadelphia stat guy, Greg SUG. How much snow you get down there? Um, probably like an inch and a half. Nothing crazy. So- not bad, but not not great either. You don't even want to see any snow this time of year. Like we managed to skate by with minimal snow the last couple of years. So I kind of feel the opposite this year, just on account of not having seen any snow here in two years. And oh, so today it? it started to get weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, come on. I do like listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really do love the feeling of sitting at home and looking out the window and watching the snow. Like I am a fan. I'm a fan. Listen, I think everybody likes that. And that's not my issue, right? My issue is the aftermath. Being a city boy, just like how the snow is fresh and beautiful looking for 90 seconds. I say 90 seconds to three minutes. And then it gets like the, the gray film over the top of it. Then it, 
turns into like a snow mountain on the side of the street, always at the most inconvenient spot. No, it gets disgusting. And, and it, New York, it, let's it, be honest, nothing worse than New York. Nothing no, worse. No, because then, then you get the slush puddles that you never know. Is it, uh, can you step on it safely or is it six feet deep? You really just don't know. You have to step into it and then, it, it yeah, it's... So no, I don't miss that. <laughs> there's nothing. Sorry. There's nothing worse than the than the old snow in New York City. But it's been. We are. I don't think. I don't know. If Philly's this bad. We are on two years of not an inch of snow. So it's just got to be weird. I just let me humor me that the environment's not going to hell in a handbasket that quickly. That like it still will snow here. We didn't immediately move into like a new climate altogether. I, I maybe that's what it was. For tropical humor. New York. Yeah, like I'm not ready. Or if you're going to make the jump, let's go all the way tropical New York. But it's still freezing. So if I'm still going to have freezing, can I just get, you know, just a nice little, maybe Christmas would have been nice. Some flakes on Christmas would be nice, you know. Um, But anyway, shout out to uh, everybody who's, basically, if you're listening to the show and you're not in Florida or like Arizona, you're probably cold today. It is, the whole country is getting smacked up with the cold. And to all of our listeners uh, overseas. I don't know what your weather situation is, but I love you. And uh, Dip gets very excited when you listen to the show. So we're going to get to some uh, people from all over the land shortly because the mailbag has been on fire the last week and we have not really done any SGG. So I figured we'd do some extended mailbag today. Let me guess what did it. The, was it the Jimmy Hart interview? Jimmy the Hart has Jimmy Hart interview. I, I will say the Jimmy Hart. Let me open it up right now. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Hart is on fire in there. Um, I wish that led to more views. On, do me a favor. If you loved the uh, interview on the podcast, thank you. Now I ask you to go watch the video and hit subscribe because my Jimmy Hart interview on, on YouTube should not have less than a thousand views. Now, I know I have a brand new channel. We only have two and a half thousand subscribers on Rosenberg Wrestling, so it's a small channel. But at the same time, I have random reaction videos of mine, you know, that because of the algorithm have 10,000. An hour with Jimmy Hart should have more than 742 bleeping views. So not to to mention Jimmy Hart dropped some gems in there, man. I got to tell you, he he impressed me. I, I, I knew. I mean, listen, he's Jimmy Hart. He's got a lot to say. He's a great talker, but like he can also just be so in character that you don't know if you're going to get anything good. It could easily just be very generic. Well, there's two things. Number one, he's in character all the time. Number two, he's not some sort of shoot interview DVD barrier. He doesn't talk trash. He just talks. So that's, that's another thing. Like I want to do more of these interviews and um, actually friend of the show, Brian Mann had a great recommendation for number two. He had a really good thought. It's so obvious, but he's so right. He was like, you should do a one-on-one with Booker. Let people into your guy's relationship a little bit. Doing it yeah. to do that. I was like, you know what? It's a great he idea. Ain't he ain't wrong. But, but um, you know, one of the things I would like to do if I do it, more interviews with Legends is to not have it be about burying people. Like, it's really just good, fun stories, not stories that revolve around you're never going to guess what so-and-so did. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like that's just there's so, there's already so many we just don't need. We don't Anyways, need to be dark side of the pod. We just we we're good. Yeah, we we really there's so many of those already that you can find. There's so many dark side pods. So, um, 
We'll get to the the Jimmy stuff in the email though in a little bit. SGG, anything happening outside the ring worth mention today? Well, not necessarily outside the ring, but a lot going on outside of WWE. TNA uh, rebranded, I should say, as TNA. They had their pay-per-view recently, Hard to Kill. And um, a lot of familiar faces showed up. Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, showed up after also appearing in New Japan. So it looks like he's going to be... Dolph's busy out here. Yeah, he's going to be doing a little tour. Um, Jack Perry didn't show up at the TNA pay-per-view, but he showed up in New Japan after previously being missing for a while. Um, Trinity lost her knockouts championship, which is the women's championship over at TNA. So there's speculation that she's going to be at the Royal Rumble, um, formerly known as Dana Brooks. She showed up at TNA Impact. So it's been a lot of a lot of moving and shaking over this this past weekend in terms of people popping up and, and appearing in new places. Jacob Fatu, he showed up in Booker T's promotion. We just spoke about Booker T. Uh, he has a new member of his roster who's also a member of the, the Bloodline. Fatu had had, Jacob Fatu had had a, a long run in MLW, right? Yeah, he was. He was. I believe he might still be, but he was for a time the longest reigning MLW uh, heavyweight champion. Wow, a lot of people. You know, people were a little bit more excited to see the rebrand of TNA than I expected. Yeah, I like, mean, I, can I just can I just say that that when that first popped up a few weeks ago, and people were like, "Oh my god, TNA is back!" I was. So floored by that because at no point did TNA feel gone to me. It just was called Impact. But previously, the show was called TNA Impact. Like, it just, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, by the way, I'm not saying this to, in any way to shit on TNA. I mean, I love that it's around. I want it to be on TV. Uh, obviously, there's so many familiar faces there. I just didn't understand. People like, yo, they're back. I'm like, they've been on every week. This is not. They just changed the name again. No, but and I it's mean, like listen, the four three brand. It is, it is, and even though they didn't bring back the the six sided ring, people people are very excited about what's to come for uh, for TNA. I was going to say TNA Impact, but it's just like you said, it's just TNA now, and people are very excited about what's. So, going what are they going to call the show weekly? What's the TV show called? I'm not sure, but I'm if I'm them, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Impact. Which wait, hold, I, I, maybe I can look it up. Hold on. You got all that all that memorabilia and, and all the merch that says TNAWrestling.com. Gonna go Impact. There it is. Hard to kill. Sure. Events. TNA Wrestling presents. Impact January nineteenth and twentieth in Florida. <laughs> it's simple. It says right here: TNA Wrestling returns to Orlando, Florida, on January nineteenth and twentieth. TNA Wrestling presents Impact as television trucks will be in Orlando to capture all the in reaction for upcoming episodes of the company's flagship weekly TV show. So, the TV show is still Impact. Yeah, it does. That's what I would do, honestly. Doesn't make sense to switch it up too, too much. Then it says TNA Wrestling, no surrender. TNA makes its long related, uh, a long way to return to New Orleans, February 23rd and 24th. And it will stream live on TNA Plus and YouTube for Impact Ultimate Insiders. 
Listen, I love, I love it. I, I'm, I'm really glad. It's a, it is a welcome show to have. Um, I, I want to try to start watching more. Is it not? I don't. I feel like it's not on my TV though. Access TV has been hard to find for a lot of people. Yeah, it's access. That's right. Access has been a pain in the arse. So, anyways, that a lot, a lot did clearly happen outside the ring since we last did a show. There was all the controversy about. Um, Tony Khan on Twitter thinking it was a good idea to take a shot at Jinder Mahal. That <laughs> it, didn't play great. It, it happens so frequently that is is that outside the ring news or is, is this point is this just like standard wrestling fair if you're going to be a wrestling fan who also has an X uh, slash Twitter account because it it's every week. I don't get it, man. I just it just seems like there are so many. TK brings on so many unnecessary negative comments. Like it just doesn't need to happen at all. Like there's just no need to get in these conversations. I mean, number one, a lot of the points are bad and make him look bad. Number two, even if the points weren't that bad, he's now positioned himself on social media to be that guy. So it's not going to go well. Like it's just, it's, Man, they just really should do the show. Like, just do <laughs> your show and make it as good as possible and continue to, like, put together good stories and build stars. Do something really cool here with Swerve. You know, you've got this Hangman Swerve Samoa Joe thing that's potentially fun. And Swerve, who's just a guy, you want to talk about getting being able to look good? Swerve was a guy who was in WWE who's on the verge of being a really big AEW star. That's an opportunity to look good. That's something to hang your hat on. Yeah. Focus and on he that. Wouldn't he wouldn't necessarily have to go in on, on Twitter and do the whole uh, us versus them thing with it. There's because, just, you know, I don't, I don't see the win. Yeah. And it, 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 it hangs some unfair expectations on, on hook as well. Cause like, Oh yeah. The comment was specifically a, a hook gender comparison. Yeah, I pulled up the tweet and it, he said, a double standard. Hook has a 28 and 1 career record on winning streak, calls out the champ, uh, a logical challenge, sparks online outrage. Ginger has lost every single match he's in for the past year, immediately gets title shot. Where is the rage? And <laughs> a couple of things. These are all manufactured wins and losses, right? Like the Hook's win loss record is, is, Legitimate to the extent that Tony Khan books the shows, <laughs> right? So, and the same thing happens in WWE. As long as there's a story there, anybody can get a championship opportunity at any time. And Jinder's a former champion. And also, AEW is the place where, you know, they've backed off from this since, but they're the ones that said wins and losses matter. So if if they're going to hang their hat on the winning record as being a reason for Hook to have a challenge... WWE is not stuck with that same limitation because challenges come and go and pop up and and disappear as long as the story allows for that to happen. So it's just like it was an apples to oranges comparison that I don't think did hook any favors, but WWE was able to capitalize on it to the point where myself and a lot of people were like, hey, I could do what agenda run real quick right now. <laughs> like, Let's do it. But how is he going to capitalize on it? I don't know that he can. 
Yeah. Um, it, it's just whatever. It's it's just dumb. And 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 the the tribalism seems to never go away. Everyone's still so like built into it. Uh, and it, it's dumb. I just get frustrated. I get frustrated because I like the competition so much. I like the idea. When I say competition, I mean that that there's multiple places for people to go work and multiple options for people to watch on television. So the fact that we end up coming back to kind of the same stupid arguments over and over again, it just seems so, this one seems so easily avoidable. So easily avoidable. Um, and yeah, the idea of being like, look, but Hook won 28, is, he's 28 and one. I mean, you may, you are why he's 28 and one. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that being said, I think Hook is mage. But like, yeah, and, and also the gender thing, you you can't ignore a huge part of the gender piece. Gender got thrown back into this thing. Uh, but A, he was also utilized in the return of the rock. And it made sense. It was done with the whole, a champion's coming back. And so we're reminding people that gender was a champion. Well, if we're reminding people that gender was a champion, then you want to bring him back and treat him as a champion. What do you, do you need to like have him have a match with, Ivar, like, is that the only way to, you know, what, what do you need to do in order to do that? So anyways, a 28 and one streak. Yeah. He, what do you want to you build him up for the next six months? I mean, I, I, I think, and I think, I think it, it was interesting because a lot of people were reminded, not just us when gender came back and had that moment with the rock, a lot of people were reminded of how much they like gender. Yeah. And that his, his, I mean, listen, there were a lot of people who definitely complained at the time of his title run and they, there were things they didn't like about it. But I think with a little bit of time, you're like, oh man, though, that guy is pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I don't oh. see how anybody could dislike Jindor or not want to see him get, get an opportunity. Um, I see now they're posting clips from the ringer uh, yesterday. I see Kaz is back to his do-rag gimmick. I was worried about that for a while. Didn't know if he was abandoning the do-rag, which I think is part of his ringer wrestling show gimmick. Just in time. You can't. Just in time for uh, Black History Month. <laughs> I got to get mine. Just in time. I got to get mine. I don't know what I'm yeah, going to do with true. it, but I'm going to get mine. Um. So anyways, now, one of the emails that we got it's, it's actually the most recent e email that we got. And I think it, I haven't read it yet. I just read the headline and it was something that we discussed briefly last week. It gets more into it now. And I think it should be a focal point. So let's, let's jump in there. M -m 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 Mail. Alex writes us. Can we fix the judgment day, please? Peter and the boys, please excuse two emails in a week. But this is grinding my gears. Ever since J.D. McDonough came into the scene full-time, the Judgment Day has kind of sucked. No offense, no offense to J.D. McDonough. He's talented, but his character just isn't it. Doing an entire storyline, focusing on his shortcomings, has taken all juice out of the faction. At this point, they seem to be holding each other back. Finn could be wrestling Gunther. Rhea could have real storylines with women that are at her level. Dom could be NXT champ. Priest could like, I don't know, team up with Shinsuke. <laughs> okay. Anything is more interesting 
than present day Judgment Day. Thanks, Alex. SGG, I, I think you you love him not having anything for Damian Priest. Yeah, he's like Priest. You know, he could stay. He could stay. Um, <laughs> it it it's a fair. We asked a question last week. At the we love our truth, love our truth. In fact, I'm frustrated because I saw Busted Open had him on this week or yesterday, and I'd been talking the truth about being on the podcast for weeks, and I just hadn't gotten it done because I'm a hack. So. Uh, I love truth and he's killing it as always. However, was, was the truth judgment day, not the impetus for some sort of step down, but the indicator SGG that it's taken a step down, that we are going to go into a different mode of judgment day instead of hottest things smoking we're going to take a little bit of a step away and and start to be a little funnier, kind of isolate Dominic and JD a bit. And is the the criticism valid that the judgment day is lost? Is that a step down though, right? Like is is the judgment day being able to show a range in what they could do in the ring and outside of the ring? Is that a step down? Is is our truth allowing them to 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 be the straight man to his comedic uh, role, his comedic talents? Is that a step down? Because I mean, listen, the the selling t shirts in the parking lot that was money, no pun intended. He gave Damian Priest his cut, and Damian Priest immediately was like, "You know what? I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with this. Keep doing what you're doing. Everybody got a cut, except for but Damian. again, but you're changing what I'm saying though. Our truth is not a step down. The fact that they kind of that the fact that the comedic thing sounds seems to be the only legit thing they have going, is that a step down? Is that an indicator it, they're a little lost? I don't know if it's the only thing they have going or if it's just a, an added element to what they have going because the Judgment Day is not bringing the comedy. Our truth is bringing the comedy to the Judgment Day, and, and we see every time that he's up against the full faction. You know, he gets shut down, he gets run out of it, and there's always, you know, uh, the exclamation point is always this conversation that we are the judgment day. Why is he even allowed to be around us? To the point where our truth ate a chokeslam last night, and Damien Priest wasn't laughing. Damien Priest had the most serious look on his face. It was almost like an I'm sorry, I love you look on his face, but he still had to put him down with that, with that finisher and take the win. So I don't know necessarily that they are getting more comedic. It's just that the comedic element is being allowed to be in their orbit. But again, but again, we keep we keep circling back to what I'm not saying though. But what else do they have? Because they were previously involved with other top of the card serious issues. What what else is happening besides that? Well, now we look we looks like Rhea and Becky now could become a realistic thing. So Rhea could have her next serious thing. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't know that I love. Dominic and JD McDonough just tagging together every week. And I, I don't know that I, that's the best use of Dominic where he's at right now. Yeah, that I don't love either. And it, you know, it's this is too far gone, but maybe Dominic with the Money in the Bank briefcase might have a little more, more heat to it than uh, Damian Priest. Um, I, I don't you know, even, I just think, well, 
it's just been too long with the briefcase. It's just, I don't think even it's about who has the briefcase. I could see why they thought it was valuable and, and good to be on Damien. But now it's like, well, what are we doing with it? You got Damien with a briefcase with no, I don't know where the immediate intention is of him using it. You have Dominic and JD McDonough, who's not even really in Judgment Day, yeah, tagging he didn't together. Any of the shirts. He didn't get a cut of the merch. <laughs> he lost the Fit- loser leaves Judgment Day match. Finn is doing God knows what. Like, listen, I just think you have to be honest with yourself. Are the Judgment Day as hot now as they were six weeks ago? Uh, what, 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 what do you, you know the answer is no. You know they're not as hot. It's, you know it's they're not as hot. to say that when we see them in like all three hours. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, they don't feel, they don't feel as threatening or like as mage and as like doom and gloom. And even when, you know... The most threatening they feel is when Priest is out there with the briefcase. But but even then, it's hard to argue that they're not as hot when we see them all over the Monday night show. That's, well, that's my only thing. Them being on is different than them being received. Like, they're there. It just seems like... Let me just say this. They're fine right now. But I think they are entering a dangerous period. Or maybe it's not dangerous. Maybe it's just the natural sort of let's figure out where we're going from here. It's been a while. Let's keep it moving. I mean, guys, I've already said previously, we've said this on the show. The bloodline is not as hot as they once were. And the bloodline, I feel like, is now firmly sort of uh, kind of taken to the background a little bit so it can kind of rejuvenate and have that juice again. Because let's be but, real, but the, Roman is still as hot as he always was. It's like you said, the bloodline is not as hot as they once were. I wouldn't say the Roman's not the hottest he's ever been. No, but he's not. He hasn't cooled off to the extent that the bloodline has. No, definitely not. He's still fine. He's still He still very much feels like, I think, what he's supposed to feel like. But again, you can only have in this version of WWE... You can only stay at such a level of hotness for so long. Like this just is not the the Hogan era of you're so protected and not having big matches on TV that it's perpetually exciting. Like your favorite stars do something on TV with except Roman every week. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to maintain that week after week, month after month, year after year. And that's kind of what you're asking people to do. So ebbs and flows do matter. I just wonder, let me put it this way. The judgment day and the pecking order, as big as they are, they're not the bloodline. So like, I don't know that they're they're not going to get years to kind of go through ups and downs. I, my guess would be SGG is if, they, if it really starts to come unglued here shortly, it'll break up and that'll be that. that that's what I would think. How much now? How much of that do you think is impacted by the fact that CM Punk came and just like the deck got completely reshuffled in terms of who's at the top of the card and like? You know, I don't see why priorities. that should have that should have that shouldn't have affected a, a heel faction. What I, what I maybe would have liked to have seen was them be involved with Punk in a real way early on. Them. Them tormenting Punk. I mean, they had an opportunity, right? Because Dom and Punk, we know, did multiple matches together. I think Dom would have been a really good person to sort of, for lack of a better word, feed to Punk 
it wouldn't have hurt Dom because Dom having a little program with Punk is still great for Dom. And Dom ending up losing a match or two on TV to Punk, whatever. But it would have kept the Judgment Day closer to something big. And in none of my concern about the Judgment Day do I worry about Rhea. I don't think Rhea has been impacted at all. Like, when Rhea's music hits and she walks out, she's just on top of the world right now. Her mic skills are the best they've ever been. She's crushing. The the problem is it's almost like she feels like she feels a little, even though she's in a, a lot of the this backstage stuff, she feels a little removed from the judgment day. And she's the hottest thing cooking in the judgment day. Yeah. But also so, she should feel a little removed from the judgment day, right? Because what, what can they, like she can do a lot to protect them, but the, there's a there's some limits on what they can do to protect her just because she's in the women's division. So what are they going to do? Are they going to like, are they going to attack women to protect Rhea's championship? They can't really do that. So she needs to be that dominating force um, overall. Like the men, the women, other tag teams in NXT on Smack, like she needs to be that for them because they can't, they can't do that for her. I'll tell you what, though, the look of Becky Lynch last night coming out through the the smoke, the pyro and throwing her hand up like she was the undertaker. She that moment when she came out and stared down Rhea, that sure did smell like WrestleMania. It did. It did. And. My only gripe is that she called her shots so early because then if she does win the Rumble, then it's like, damn, they did spoil it a little bit because because we've been asking for so long who's going to be the one to step up and challenge Rhea. And yeah, we have been asking for a while, but we only had to wait, what, one more week from Saturday before, <laughs> before we got an answer? I think fans could have held out a little bit longer before we got the answer. So if it does end up being Becky Lynch, I'm still going to want to see it. I am still gonna want to see it, but I'm gonna be a little, a little bit annoyed, just like two percent annoyed that the the hand was tipped um, a little early. Well, you know, listen, I'm always up to complain about a, a spoiler, so I hear what you're saying. Um, now there is a world though in which it doesn't happen that way, in which someone else wins the rumble, and you're like, oh my god, she's not gonna get her, and she still ends up getting her. So there's a way to get there, right? Yeah, but I'm with you. It does smell like WrestleMania. And it, and, it, and it feels, that feels big. Like that does feel like something you can really put on a poster. And obviously there's our Charlotte's out and we've seen Char- lots of Charlotte and Rhea. Bianca and Rhea almost feel too closely associated in a strange way. Where else are you going to go? Becky is the perfect place to go for Rhea. Yeah. Because, I mean, Bailey is out there. Bailey is saying she's going to win the Rumble. I think she is also a good pick. To win the Rumble, but I think if she does end up winning the Rumble, we're going to see her go after EO, if anything. Um, as much as Bailey versus Rhea also sounds good on paper, I think she's going to end up going after EO if if she is. That That's what you would think. As a challenger. I mean, they, they've been, they have been really slow-mo about breaking up, talking about breaking up a faction. That one has been, or at least at getting Bailey up out of there. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go back to the mailbag. We said we had a lot today. M- 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 mail. Um, 
Oh gosh, here's another stupid, God, I'm an idiot. Another thing I have to cancel that comes to my email. I'm so sick of myself. Natalie and I have been looking at like the things that I pay for for no reason. Another three months of PlayStation Plus for twenty seven twenty. Oh. I don't. Listen, I don't need that. If you use it, but it sounds like you have no use for it. Gosh, you, SGG. The amount of things I found recently, I don't even want to say it. I I am so angry at the amount of things that I thought I'd canceled that I hadn't. It's disgusting. I I really feel like an idiot. <laughs> Um, TJ sent us love about the, uh, Jimmy Hart. Hey, Peter just finished listening to Jimmy Hart. It was amazing. He could certainly have his own podcast, but it got me thinking, has there been a definitive Jimmy Hart documentary? His experience in the music business and wrestling is unbelievable with your expertise in both. You'd be the perfect person to work on such a project. I could even see a Jimmy Hart movie, probably not a serious award winner like Iron Claw, but more like a comedy of Jimmy Hart being all these major music and wrestling moments like Forrest Gump. Anyway, awesome interview. Um, oh, this is TJ, who uh, was our Varvado suit winner. Oh, Mage. Listen, yeah, TJ. the musical doesn't sound like a bad idea. I'll tell you what, TJ. Certainly, at least getting the proper WWE doc would be the right thing to do. Like, he is, it is pretty amazing. Um, let's see. Andy writes us about the, uh, Jimmy episode. Um, he said he listened on Friday and then Saturday met him at the Northwest Arkansas comic-con. He was everything you could hope for and more in this situation. I usually take my son and daughter to these things. My son is eight massive wrestling fan and pops big time for the mail drop. He has Asperger's and usually clams up the second we get close to meeting whoever we are there to see. Not this time. Jimmy was so gracious and patient with the kids. My son spoke to him, but still wouldn't get in the photo. Jimmy told me to come back around and he would take some more photos at no charge if my son changed his mind. And that's exactly what happened. It was a big breakthrough for my little Owen. Just thought it was a timely story to share and highlight exactly why we love wrestling and think it's great. I even got a Heart Foundation baby shout out from a distance as we made our initial approach. Thanks to my Heart Foundation chalk line jacket. Stay mage and enjoy yourself, Andy. I'll tell you what, man, the way he was. the, The way Jimmy seems still so tickled that. He got to do what he did SG. It's like. He's a guy who just absolutely does not smell his own shit in any way. Like, he just doesn't think of himself as anything but a regular guy who got to do awesome stuff. Um, Not a really talented guy who made it to a really high level in a business that's really hard to succeed in. He just doesn't seem to think of himself that way at all. Yeah, and more than just a great manager, too. Like, when you get into the music stuff, it's like... His imprint is felt just among all the legends. You know what I mean? Like, you think of them, you think of that music, and you're thinking of Jimmy Hart without even realizing it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Mail. Ryan says, in honor of Jimmy Hart's fantastic interview, Peter, uh, uh, in in honor of Jimmy Hart's fantastic interview, Peter is now only allowed to refer to WrestleMania as WrestleMania. Ryan, he (laughs) definitely did say WrestleMania, for sure. Tim writes us. Mail. He says, Pablo Mage Scobar. Yo, fellas, catching up on SmackDown, gotta say, the presentation of Pablo Escobar with the Garzas is the most mage he's seemed to me. Him in the white suit, them trailing in the back in black, I think it's got legs. Three impressive guys all looking cool. If they give him a few key wins and some mic time, I could see him feuding with other trios like the Hurt Prophets or Cross Faction. Cross's Faction. But first, they gotta distance themselves from, let's admit it, the cheesy commercial reincarnation of the LWO. The Latin wrestler Vortex WWE has been filling airtime with for a calendar year is treading water. I think all parties would benefit from feuding with the rest of the roster. Give me three-month Carlito versus Grayson Waller feud. Uh, Pablo versus LA Knight blood feud. Let's try some shit. What are your teas? Long live cheap heat, Tim from Philly. Tim, I hope we'll see you at the uh, heat and greet and, um, and live pod. I, I hope, knock on wood, we have an announcement next week on the situation. So we hope that we uh, everyone will be psyched to come out because honestly, if you think that like anyone is helping us with this, you know you'd be wrong. This is just us completely doing it on our own and putting it together just so we can see the people and hang out. So hopefully you guys will be into it. SGG, listen, it's a fair point. First of all, I I completely agree that Santos is mage and that the presentation is awesome and that this has potential to be something big. I also agree. 
SUG that we could stand to see the LWO get out there and interact with more people? Yeah, look, I agree 100% with, with what the emailer said. 10 out of 10, no notes. I, I've been saying for, I don't even know how long, from the NXT days that Santos is mage. And the same thing with um, Joaquin Wilder and Cruz del Toro. Like the three of those guys, I love them together. But now that they're split up, I think we do need to see them mix it up with different factions. And I do think that Santos is mage. And as much as I liked the original Legado del Fantasma, you know, Legado, I believe it translates to legacy. And now here is Santos, a second generation Mexican superstar with two other multi-generational Mexican superstars. Um, it works and they, they fit better in terms of what that means. And in representing the Mexican heritage, they fit better than the original Legado. I've been meaning to say for a few weeks, and we haven't got enough time. We haven't spent enough time on it, though. Santos clearly is, like, going up right now. It's, it's, yeah. and, like, the, the timing is such, I, I would love to see. Now, Santos may just get a match at the Royal Rumble. I could see that happening. But. And also, I should check who's been announced. Has he been announced? Um, I don't think he's been announced. But but listen, Gunther just announced last night. So there's still time. It's a week from Saturday. This we only have time for Cody, Punk, Shinsuke, Lashley, Drew, and Gunther are the men in right now. So I, I would just say, though, I could really see Santos being one of those dudes who has like a really com- a coming out party at the rumble where he goes deep, like final four. And you're like, Whoa. Oh, yo, Santos Escobar. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, he had a, he had a fantastic showing against KO. He ended up losing, it ended up being a losing effort. But I mean, just that United States tournament, uh, number one contenders tournament, I should say, he looked good throughout the tournament, even in that, even in the finals, losing to KO. Yeah, man. He's he he has not had a bad showing, so I respect respect the email big time. Mail. Uh, Lucas says Jimmy Hart is made. Just got done listening to the interview with Jimmy Hart. I could have easily listened to a two hour episode if it had gone that long. My favorite part of your interview with Jimmy was him talking about his interactions with Andy Kaufman. All in all, it was mage and amazing. And as a collector of Funko Pops, blah blah blah, I eagerly await the release of the Jimmy Hart edition to come out. Wow, thank you. This guy seemed very into it. You're a nice guy, Lucas. Uh, Nathan says, um, five minutes into this episode, and I swear this is the best show since Roman turned heel live on the show. Can't wait to keep <laughs> listening. I don't know about that, but that, that was a, I appreciate them. I appreciate someone referencing the great episode where Roman turned heel. We have to revisit that moment. We got SUG, you got to, can you dig that up? We got to revisit the moment. I remember it was towards the end of the episode too, and it was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> what just happened?" I don't think Dip was on for it. We tried to explain to him just how monumental. No, wasn't Dip? He came on afterwards because I swear Dip was on during the episode, wasn't he? I think he might have come on afterwards. Did he? Come, maybe he came on afterwards, and then yeah, like we immediately explained it to him. Like we were like, "Hey, do you want us to jinx it or not?" We got to go back and hear it. Um. More love from Ross on Jimmy Hart and how amazing he is and people not being able to believe how young he seems at 80 years old. 
Uh, John writes us and says, "Mail." How mage would a Robert Rude comeback spot be um, in the Rumble this year? That could be a fun one. It would be glorious. Dare I it would say. be glorious. I saw someone throw out on uh, social media um, that Wade Barrett would be fun. Yeah. I only want it if he's at the commentary table because I just love that spot where they get up from commentary and then they're in. <laughs> it it is fun. how long it lasts. And then they end up going back to commentary. <laughs> like, well, I tried. I did, I did my best. Um, how about this? This is male. Steve says, Hey guys, day one ish pre SGG era. I love wrestling. It's great. Congrats on the nuptials. Miss Hatton is a great gal. We can have it all guys. Rock versus Roman for tribal chief. CM Punk wins the rumble and calls out Seth and Cody gets to finish his story at WrestleMania. It's really simple at Royal rumble during the fatal four way rock comes out and gets into it with Roman. And Orton has an RKO party in the ring and pains and pins AJ. Cody wins Elimination Chamber in Perth, and it's Rhodes versus Orton at Mania. It checks all the boxes. Thoughts? Yeah, I think we agree that if we don't get a triple threat involving Cody, a Randy Cody rehashing their days together story is probably the way to go. But does Roman lose his title in a fatal four way? Doesn't that essentially kill off the aura? And again, well, in, in some ways, it pr- protects the aura in some ways, but I also hear what you're saying. You can look at it either way. And again, you know, Brian H. Waters, we talk about this all the time. If Roman loses the title, then what does he battle the Rock for? Because he's the, the title is what makes him the tribal chief. The title is the crown that makes him the tribal chief. So it's like, then what they battle for the head of the table, like you said last week. There's there's nothing at the table if he doesn't have the title. <laughs> that title needs to go with Roman throughout whatever this head of the table tribal chief story ends up being, and then whoever quote unquote finishes their story and gets the title from Roman, it's gonna be winner takes all. He's gonna take all of it away from him in one fell swoop. But I don't think it. Not in a fatal four way and not so that Roman could set up a match with The Rock. Well, I will say this though. I I tend to agree with you. I, I think the title being there is makes sense, as we talked about last week. But I will also say that there is a world in which the rock Roman is so mage that the rock coming down there to kind of distract and lead to him changing the title. Like, I don't think that damages I think fans who are obsessed with the Roman being champion for the next 40 years may not be satisfied with that, but I don't know. I don't think you guys are going to be satisfied with anything. I think you're going to be crying as the title gets handed to whoever it gets handed to next. You're going to be like, we could have done another five years. Listen, so, I'm going to be inconsolable when Roman loses the title. Yeah. As soon as the ref, as soon as the ref's hand counts three, I'm going to be in uh Nancy Kerrigan's email, like, do, do you still know that guy? Can, does he have one more in him? Because Roman just got robbed. No, it wasn't Nancy Kerrigan's guy. It was the other lady. Oh, who was the other lady? I don't even... Oh, Tanya Harding's guy. It, it was, was Tanya, Tanya Harding's, Harding's guy. guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so in that sense, it would sort of, you know, I think it would be a little bit womp womp for the title to change hands like that. Like, 
it really seems hard to picture a version of the Roman losing the title right now that would be more satisfying than Cody just beating him clean in the middle of the ring. Like that does yeah. seem to be what would be the most fitting and sort of really give the title its due and give the run its sort of due. But at the same time, guys, you, you got to tell stories. Sometimes to get to one story, you got to just wrap up another one. It's what makes this business and the storytelling of this business so different than all the other businesses out there. It just keeps going endlessly. So they rarely end perfectly. They they rarely do, you know? Um. All right, let's take one more email. So many people. Oh, yeah, there was a few emails on this subject. Mail. On Troy's breakup gifts. <laughs> Fred says that girl gave Troy those gifts knowing she was going to break up by text when he wasn't there, right? A bar of chocolate to drown his sorrows, cute socks to be comfy, and a book of inspirational quotes to help him get over it. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, I read one earlier. Where did it go? Oh, bad. I read one earlier. Oh, um, Diana wrote us earlier and said, uh, Cody Wodes, I love wrestling and think it's great. But whoever hates hearing you and Dip say Cody Wodes, wheelie, wheelie, wheelie needs a sense. <laughs> she said, wheelie, wheelie, wheelie needs a sense of humor. I died when you guys did a full lineup using that voice a couple weeks ago. Excuse me, a couple weeks ago. Stay committed to the bit. Don't drop it. P.S. The girl who dumped Troy before Christmas is just as lame as her gifts. Asking to exchange gifts and then breaking up before Christmas is suspicious. Opening them on air was the right move. Hopefully, he didn't reach out to her about them. She doesn't deserve the thanks. Stay mage, Diana. It is suspicious. And opening them up on air was the perfect move. It should have been opened up before they gone on air. And also, shout out to you for not having to have bought her gifts in return. I did buy one gift before the breakup, but oh, I didn't no. get her three. And what I haven't given it. I oh, haven't given it oh, to you, her. Oh, you I've, didn't? I've actually kept it for myself. Perfect. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, there's another one about Troy. Hold on. Oh, Mail. If Troy is really looking to be petty with this lady that dumped him, he should send her the book back with a note that says, love the chocolate and the socks. Didn't care for the book. Thanks. <laughs> I, actually already, I actually already donated the book. Oh, oh, wow. To someone who needs it because I'm fine. Thanks. You don't need anything. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. He writes inspirational quotes. He doesn't right. read them. He doesn't need it. I'm my own inspirational quote yeah. book, all right? When he needs to see a good quote, you know what he does? He makes a video himself and then watches the video. Exactly. Right. And then for those people who, who prefer to read instead of getting a video, Surrender is out now. Thank you. Yeah, I published my own book of inspirational quotes, all right? I don't need yours. Bo wrote us and said, guys, don't stop the baby talk purely based on one dude's horrible take. He obviously isn't with a life. If there's multiple haters, and that's another story, but I find the talk hilarious. Also, I'm a Perth guy. And although I agree the Rock versus Roman is a WrestleMania worthy match, I'm selfish in praying the wrestling gods uh, to the wrestling gods that it ends up at Chamber Elimination. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, and he says, also, you have to wake up early to watch a PLE. Welcome to my world. <laughs> exactly. No. I happily wake up at 6 to 7 a.m. Sunday morning to catch my beloved graps. 
And then he wrote, parentheses, nah, I don't use that word either, just stirring the poo pot. I love wrestling. Wrestling is great. Thanks for all you do, Bo. Wow, Bo. Bo, you listening in Perth is so exciting that Dip may take a trip to visit you. Uh, uh, Ryan wrote us and said, has Troy considered the possibility that he got dumped because she got him small gifts as agreed to and he didn't get her anything? Stay mage. He had a dead, the deadline was the 25th. Get that out of here. Yeah, exactly. What the hell is that? I That's was playing because I wasn't going to see her on Christmas. I was probably going to see her on like the 28th. So I figured I really had until the 28th to get her Christmas gifts. She just jumped the gun and gave them to me on the 22nd. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, we support you, Troy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, guys, you can send us your emails. Uh, we appreciate how many came in. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. You can also join us in the Discord. A lot of people in there talking about everything that is wrestling because we love it and think it's great. And keep an eye out and an ear out for the next week so we can get you the information on uh, what we're doing WrestleMania week, which we're super excited about. And I do want to say, lastly, in plugging, the the I'm really starting to enjoy the Beatles show that I'm doing, the Over the Top, and that we're seeing the numbers grow and blah, blah, blah. And I appreciate it and support it. If you've never checked it out, it's really hitting its stride. Go subscribe to Over the Top. I know I ask you to do a million things. You people are the lifeblood. I love you people. And by the way, SGG, I don't, I don't want to get anyone hyped yet, but I am in the early stages of working on a potentially cool WrestleMania weekend exclusive cheap heat merch drop that could be, I mean, if I can pull it off, actually, let me send the text right now. Because what I'm talking about is doing something special. Something different. I'm at the edge of my seat already. And people do need to yeah. check out Over the Top. It, it's a fun show. I, it, I it think really so. It, it's a great, like it, you got a 40 minute f- hour drive. Like this, this is a, it's a fast hitting show from the minds, from such great minds as Andrew Goldstein and Dave Easton. Uh, like it's wrestling nerds who created this show. So like that is sort of the vibe of the show. And y'all really did hit your stride in terms of just like the stories that you pick, but how y'all bounce off of each other, which one do you choose to weave in and out of? Oh, thank um, you. It's 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 just hot tags galore. Right. And, and I appreciate that because it took some work to kind of learn the format and how to both get our ish in and, and do a show and also stay true to the format like has taken some time. But uh, yeah, we were. And I think they're changing the drop date to, to today, to Tuesday, starting this week. So, um, guys, we appreciate I, I you. I can't wait for that one episode where somebody goes wire to wire. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what that me? story is going to be. It's going to have to be huge, but I'm waiting for the one that just goes, well, who did Shawn it? Michaels? Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. Was Ray number two? I think Ray might have been number two. Yeah. I think Ray was two. I'm, I'm waiting. For, it's the same thing still, though. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to go. Dip had a long night at the Emmys, and he had some big meeting today, and he was up reading scripts. He's agent in galore, so Dip will be joining us on the Friday episode this week. Shouts to Troy the Goy, Brian H. Waters, and all of you for listening. Stay mage, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com, and SUG, uh, enjoy yourself today. Take it easy, Pete. In the corner to my left, the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 